Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beaut. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beaut. Natural beaut, natural beaut, natural Oh, yeah. Welcome to Natch Butte. Welcome to Natch Butte. Welcome. I hope everybody's having a lovely day. You know what? Some days are harder than others, but you know what? We are resilient. We are powerful. We deserve happiness. And it's going to be a great day, especially now. Welcome to Natch Butte. I'm your host, Jackie J, the Beauty Talk Shock Jock, your queen of creams, your host with the most serums, the freshest fringe on the West Coast, even though, number one, I don't have bangs anymore. And number two, I'm on the East Coast. Yes, honey. Your favorite over 30 niche influencer, your kooky Southern aunt. Welcome to Natch Butte. I am so excited about my guest today because, honey, this lady is slaying the game and giving us the rhythm of the beat, okay? This woman (laughs) is responsible for the soundtrack of our lives. She gets the party going. She holds all the power in her fingertips, honey, okay? She is a powerful entrepreneur and titan of industry. She is a DJ, a musical director. She's also an entrepreneur, a brand founder. She has the, she is a CEO and brand founder of Rose Rockers, the first ever headphones for women by women. She's wearing them right now, and they look so cute, so we're going to talk about that. She also hosts the Sup Babe pod, and she's here today to become my first DJ friend, and I cannot wait. Please welcome Nicole Rosé, a.k.a. DJ Rosé, in the house! Yes! <laughs> hey, honey. <laughs> How are you, honey? Thank you so much for having me. That was quite the intro. I, I'm, I love it. I'm flattered. Well, you know what? I had to step it up for you. I feel like if you had your equipment in front of you, when I said your name, you would have dropped like a really cool beat or a sound or something. So maybe I'll add it in after. I don't know. I'm coming on tour with you when you can go on tour again and we're going to do a party. Oh my God. That would be fun. Done. Right? That's happening. Yes. It's (laughs) happening. You know, like Ellen has Twitch. Yes, I can be yeah. your Twitch. <laughs> Done. And de- we'll be nice. How about that? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay, so my f- welcome. Can I call you DJ Rose or should I call you Nicole? You can call me whatever you like, honey. <laughs> I just feel like when you're DJ when you have a DJ name, I would only go by that if it were me. So I'm gonna call you DJ Rose. Um I have friends first- that like I'm not sure if they know my name's Nicole, so that okay. totally works. Perfect. I love it. DJ Rose, <laughs> what type of skin do you have? This is the first question every Nashville guest gets asked. I like that. Um, combo. So sometimes it's oily, sometimes it's dry, sometimes it breaks out, sometimes it's glowy. <laughs> just, I'm always in the middle. Whatever comes. Yes, we love that. Special question just for you. This is a heavy question. What is your favorite song? My favorite, so that everybody always wants to ask a DJ that, and by definition of being a DJ, you can't have one favorite song. So there's no one song that you're gonna hear me play on repeat. And also because if I did overplay it, then I would hate it so much I wouldn't be able to share it with the audience because I would have this like anger towards it from hearing it too much. I really get sick of stuff easily. That's fair. So my favorite song is like my whole playlist, right? Because every week we update it. It's called Babe Vibes. It's on my Spotify. Um, I feel like I put my mood music in there every week. And it changes all the time, just like you were saying in your recent episode. (laughs) You know what? I'll give you that. That was a very diplomatic yet very fair answer. (laughs) I I, I tried to trick you and you got me. (laughs) 
I was hoping you'd be like, um, it's not unusual, <laughs> you know, like some random song by Tom Jones. Okay, That's like if I, I had say to my say, it would be is. like Whitney Houston or Montel Jordan. I mean, it would be something yeah. from the 90s that's so ingrained in my childhood that I cannot get sick of it. Like, yeah. or Nelly, because I did grow up in St. Louis and I did play okay. with him recently. And that was like a highlight of my life. <laughs> Oh my God. I saw Nelly one time in 2006 when I first moved to LA and I was driving by on a golf cart on the universal lot and his grill gleamed the light of like the sun <laughs> and it like hit my eye. And I said, a glimmer just hit my eye from Nelly's grill. I have made it. <laughs> it was like a beautiful affirming moment of my life. <laughs> I love that. What were you filming? That sounds fancy. Nothing. I was an intern. I was an intern oh. and I was running errands on the lot. Anyway, DJ Rosé, what's your favorite thing about yourself? What's my favorite thing about myself? Um, that's like, that's a hard question. Wait, did you tell me you were going to ask me that one? I, I probably didn't, but again, it's a staple <laughs> question. All guests get this question at the beginning. So I like that I am authentic at all costs and I don't think and, and not in the way that every influencer uses that word today I almost hate using that word because I think it gets such a bad rep now um, because everyone thinks if you're not authentic then you're not marketing properly so then that forces everyone to be authentic when they're not being genuine they're not being honest they're not being direct but I am and like it or not you know that's something I've always prided myself on I think that's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. We have so much to discuss. I'm going to stick on my questions, but like, we'll see just because like, I, now I want to all, all I want to do is talk about Nelly now and <laughs> Whitney Houston, but I'll, I'll spare you because I never get to chat with DJs. I don't have a DJ friend. I do now. Now hey, you do. But, We're friends. Uh, yes. For sure. You better believe it. Uh, so your style, I know people always want to, uh, that's probably what people ask you again. Like, um, so like, what kind of music do you spin? Like, I don't know, but <laughs> what I read that your style is glam house. And I was wondering like, what does that mean to you? Glam house? Yeah. So I think that positioning came because we do so many fashion events. I mean, magazines have even written, said that I've coined Museum House because I've played like the Frick and, you know, different art parties in New York and whatnot. But um, it's 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 really about an upbeat, happy vibe that has sexy vocals that puts women forward. I mean, it, there is a lot of, there is a girl power undertone to everything I play, but as a musician, I don't only favor women artists. I, I want to pick the best song for the mood, you know? And so sometimes that may be a bunch of hip hop if that's, if that's the crowd that we're in. So what I play literally is dictated by the audience. Um, I'm sure you've seen that DJ before. Like, where like say you're at some shishi place in LA, right? And at nobody's dancing, right? Nobody's into it. Oh, but yeah. the DJ's in the booth, like fist pumping and like he's acting like this is the best song anyone's ever heard, but nobody in the crowd is dancing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, that's everywhere in LA. We have we have DJs at the valet booths. I mean, they're everywhere. <laughs> So, but that's my point. I never want to be that DJ who's like the life of my own party. It's our mm -hmm. job is to bring joy to our audience. And I take that role really seriously. And I don't know that everybody does. I think obviously the old school DJs like saw this as a calling and they are really serious about providing the best music and not just what they love. But sometimes you see people who are maybe you know, more into uh, their own preferences than what the whole rest of the thousand people out there would like to hear. Man, you got me so hyped up to go to like a party and dance now. So I'm going to have to hold on to that dream for a while, but like, <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> it sounds I so know. fun. I miss it. I think you can just watch. So like, so I watched White Lines recently. I think it's on Hulu or Netflix. I forget, but they're watch like party movies. That helps. Anything with Ibiza. I mean, I'm telling you now, every time I do that, I go, oh, my God, that's a COVID nightmare. Like every time they do like a crowd scene, I'm just like, oh, really takes the fun out of it, doesn't it? I'm telling you this. We've definitely all we all have some kind of like post-traumatic stress, like 
it's going to be a lot for everyone to kind of reprogram after this for sure. But enough about that. I want to know, how did you find your style and voice as a DJ? I want to hear about like the humble beginnings. Like, Did you struggle at first with sort of forming your identity and your voice uh, or like how did it come about? I imagine like you had to like schlep records to a party and like figure out what the crowd was into and it slowly, I don't know, tell me your origin story. Yeah, for sure. So um, I started DJing 10 years ago. Now in New York City, you know, I've, I've been in New York for 11 years. June was my 11th anniversary. Um, and I was working in marketing at the time. And I remember calling my father, who uh, is no longer with us, RIP. Um, but he was a forensic psychiatrist. And he was always like a mentor to me about different things in life. And I would typically call him for advice or a pick me up. And I was just complaining that I was so utterly exhausted with work. And I felt like my life was just work and going out and work and going out and work and going out. And he was like, you really need a hobby. And to a 23 year old, this was like a novel concept. I was like, hobbies? Huh? Why did no one like ever tell me that all those years growing up that all I did was like party and study and party and study. And then I just worked and partied and worked and partied. Like I did both things very well, but didn't do a whole lot of other things. (laughs) Yeah. And um, that was when I really decided, you know, I was like, well, I always admired DJs. I was obsessed with music and I just had a burning desire to learn how to DJ. And he was like, write me a business plan and I'll help you execute on it. And so I did all the research and I figured out what equipment I would need. So when I started DJing was right around the time that Serato, or basically that's just one program, but that's what I use, but digital equipment became more acceptable to use. um, And it was more widely, you know, accepted by venues too. So not just DJs wouldn't look on you badly, but also venues understood Mm -hmm. that, you know, this was reliable equipment. You didn't have to carry tons of boxes of records to a gig, which, by the way, was really prohibitive for women. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, unless you had a, you know, you were big enough to have a big team of people, like getting your start would be very tough. Um, and also having digital music just opens you up to a whole different world of being able to really play to people's preferences, which, you know, now everybody expects it. You might be playing in a club and they could be like, all right, no more house music, hip hop only. Okay, what if you don't have the records for that? I'm telling you, it reminds me of when I was little and I would go skating at the skating rink and you'd like skate up to the DJ and be like, hey, can you play This Is How We Do It? (laughs) I love that. I mean, so that's, if you have to ask me about my all-time favorite song, boom, there you go. That's why I dropped it. That's why I dropped it. 100% Montel Jordan all day. (laughs) Yes. Did he have any other songs? Don't know really don't know the answer to that so that would be a no because you would know so because that first one was came in hot you know and then that was all i ever heard i'm gonna do some research but i think he was part of the inspiration behind my childhood dream to be a one-hit wonder yes same and people told me they were like that's not like a goal and i was like oh (laughs) but i just want to make one i don't want to go on tour for the rest of my life one and done then you could do cameos for the rest of your life i mean it sounds good to me (laughs) that sounds good to me man exactly Uh, that's really interesting i never thought about sort of i know that djing is a man a male dominated field Mm -hmm. um and yet again like i never thought about Again, like a woman has to physically set up all that equipment, schlep the records, all that stuff. And that is yet another like hurdle. Yeah. Do you want to know how I got hired for by the W and I worked with the W hotels for years? I literally pointed out to them at a set of a different female DJ that the equipment wasn't plugged in. So she was clearly not actually DJing. I was like, it's set up wrong. Look right here. That should be plugged in there. And they were like, oh, my God. Never hired her again, hired me every single time. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a weird business oh because my gosh. Yeah, there's a lot of models that think they can be everyone. DJs. Yep. 
For sure. And it happens all the time. There's a lot of influencers. There's a lot of celebrities. There's a lot of like people think being a DJ is easy, but being a DJ is not easy at all. Being a DJ is actually a skill that takes, you know, people skills, reading the room. You need to be somewhat You have to be an empath. Exactly. Yes. 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 And if you're not, you won't be any good. at. You'll be that guy fist pumping in the corner by yourself while everybody else is bored, swiping on their cell phones. If I see people on their cell phones, I'm like, fuck, I'm doing something wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Unless they're taking dancing videos, unless it's a TikTok. (laughs) Wow. Does it stress you out when it's sort of like doing comedy or doing stand up, like seeing people in the crowd look bored? You're like, oh, shit, I got to give them the good stuff. I got to full throttle this like that's but like you said, you have to read the fucking room. Right. So it actually it doesn't I guess for a split second it used to now it doesn't. Right. Because like just like you're a pro at comedy, like I've been doing this for so long that now I just know. And a mentor told me this years ago. He actually used to play at Studio 54 and he would come to my sets just like as a friend, not even be drinking. He would just sit there and he would tell me, teach me things about reading the room. And he would be like, change it. It's not working. And I'd be like, what? What? Wow. Like, and he would be like, cause this could be better. And that could be like, he's like, it's okay, but you could do better. And he taught me how to kind of read signals about what was and wasn't working. And I mean, just someone standing next to you, grilling you. I mean, you learn pretty fast that way, right? So, Man, but I bet the feeling when everybody's on the same page with you is just such a gorgeous feeling. There's nothing like it. Oh yeah, I mean, I no was drugs. in a cover band. I was in yeah, I was in a cover band for a couple of years, and I'm telling you, when we did all the small things, the people would come out, and I I started tearing up the first time. The first time that we had like a huge crowd like dancing around, I'm like, I know I didn't write this damn song, but like they're loving this right now, and that feeling, that like mutual kind of exchange of the love and the vibes, is what live performance is all about. For sure. I call that like group effervescence. Oh, I love I know that's kind of a big word for what we're talking about. But I've had that experience. I mean, I can even I can feel it. I have chills just as we're talking about your I know, experience. I kind of did too. I got goosebumps. Well, that's also just because we're like instant BFFs already. Yes. Too. What's your sign? <laughs> I'm a Libra. What about you? I'm a Scorpio. Oh, that, but I always gravitate to Scorpio. So I have a lot of you guys are wild cards. <laughs> you better she's believe doing, it, she's baby. doing a weird scorpio dance right now for those of you who can't see this. i think that is i didn't even mean that but yeah it is a sort of like bug like yeah you look like a, a like bug like trance <laughs> yes well listen i love it i want to talk dj names because i feel like this is very important obviously branding is really important as well and you are all about the branding so how did you choose your dj name obviously it's a big decision was there a point where you had maybe decided it was something else and you played around and like you saw what stick like how did you choose you're gonna laugh my best friend who's a scorpio picked this dj name hell yeah! no joke like i was just telling you like i gravitate to scorpios my guy friend nick who's also named after an alcohol nick champagne this is years ago years ago i used to have a a nightclub people don't know this i was a partner in a bar um it was it was called theater bar it wasn't so much a nightclub as it was a a bar lounge that was open late but i would dj there sometimes and i would learn from our other djs i was still very much getting comfortable with playing in public um and him and i started doing parties after the bar closed we were open for about a year lots of logistical issues don't recommend that business to anybody else (laughs) um you live and you learn though but him and i nick started doing this parties and i would dj at them and he was like you know you need a kitschy name and i was like why and he's like I don't know. Everyone knows me because I'm Nick Champagne. And I'm like, okay, well, what should I be? And he's like, Nicole Rosé. Duh. And I was like, what? And this was like before people were drinking Rosé. Like nobody was like, okay, we drank Rosé sometimes, but it was like Dom Rosé. There wasn't like Whispering Angel wasn't a household name, you know? Right. Um, It was. And by the way, I did. I was their music director. So I know you mentioned that. That was like one of my longest standing partnerships. And now they're so big time. They're owned by LVMH. I was with them on the come up. Um, But yeah. And so, I mean, I think it helped me find the right partners for my brand as well as just it's it's an easy, recognizable thing, you know? Oh, yeah. 
Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com, and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Oh, yeah. So there was never any point where you were like DJ Nick Nick in the house. Or you never like <laughs> decided to like, because I feel like it's really important. Your friend is right. Is that his real last name? No, of course not. But, but Rose- no, people's last name is Champagne. I know a guy, Matt Champagne. He's an actor. Are you sure he didn't change that? Come on. Actually, I'm actor. not sure. I'm not sure. But I think the name, the word Champagne, and you will, you will have something to say about this. It's an iconic word because it rhymes with insane. And there have been like 50 pop songs that have rhymed insane and champagne. And to me, it's like one of my favorite rhymes. Insane in the membrane. Yes, don't, exactly. Don't we sing on here? <laughs> oh, honey. We sing. We chant. We, you know, affirm. Yes, anything we, we want to do. Um, but that's really interesting. Maybe I'll join y'all and I'll be like um, DJ Jackie um jameson or something (laughs) i think there's like a porn star with that name but that works for me (laughs) well it's funny so jenna jameson i know this for a fact jenna jameson's real last name is jenna mazzoli and when she was picking her porn name uh she said well jenna johnson sounds too obvious i'm like (laughs) my name is jackie johnson like i do i my name is you know a little sexual jackie johnson it's very you know <laughs> so yeah, you oh got God. me. Maybe it's I'll just so be DJ funny. Jackie J. Jackie J. Jackie J has yeah. got a nice ring to it. So I think the thing about DJ Rose is it's just like fun to say too. Yes. That's why you don't want to call me Nicole because Nicole is not yeah. nearly as fun. DJ Rose slight all day. I mean, there's so many fun things you can do with that. Here's the question. Can I still be DJ Rose while I'm not DJing? Like, I'm not DJing right now. It's quarantine. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I haven't DJed. The last event that I DJed was March 6th for International Women's Day with Diane von Furstenberg in her meatpacking store in New York. Wow. That's the last party I did. And she gave me a necklace that says in charge in big gold letters. And I've literally been wearing it and it gives me hope. (laughs) Wow. It's been a while. Yeah. Are you getting rusty? Do you ever DJ for like your cat or anything? Just sort of to keep things going. I am a dog person. His name's Disco. One of my favorite genres. (laughs) Yes. Um, But I, I, I've, I have not played that much. Mostly, we've done a couple of virtual events, but mostly because, I mean, I didn't take a break from playing for like six years, and there were years where I would clock a hun- over a hundred events a year. So you know, that's one every three days, um, right. and it's physically tolling and and mentally tolling because you know, once again, as an empath, I'm not only if I'm always giving more energy than I'm receiving at a certain point, you know, there's an energy deficit. Yes. So I think, you know, at first I was like, oh, I I welcome this break. I'm going to roll with the punches for a couple months. And then, you know, I thought that we I thought we'd get our shit together, America. Like, I thought we'd have stuff under control. I thought people everywhere would be wearing masks, masks and being safe. And, you know, now a lot of the business that I had booked for September and October has already moved to May and June of next year. Poor girls having weddings. That's, you know, it's even worse. I'm telling you, I, I'm, my heart breaks for the artists, the athletes. So many people's lives were dictated by this so severely and the long-term repercussions. Like I think about the Olympics and I just get really sad. You know, this has been a real hard time and uh, shout out to all the honeys out there struggling and that aren't able to do their craft because of this. You know, DJ Rose is with you. Yep. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter who you. you are. We're all touched by this. Right. Like you're never too big for the game. It can always take you out, especially, you know, in the, in businesses like mine that rely on, I mean, part of the beauty of it is that it relies on a gathering of people because I'm such a people person. I love people. I think, Part of the joy in DJing is 
making people happy, helping people live their best lives. And I hope that we're, you know, we're doing some of that through the podcast. But I mean, on DJing, we were doing an even bigger scale, you know, we're a new podcast, but um, I'm telling you, I know what it's like to be at an event or a party and the music is just such a vibe that like it makes you so happy and you go home being like, damn, that was a fucking party. Like for sure. you, that memory lives on, like especially music. I think music is the soundtrack to our lives and like a song will come on and it will evoke a, such a strong memory of like something that happened during that song playing or something. It's like music really drives our lives. And so I think I think your work is very important. Thank you. It's really sad that, you know, that you're on hold and that a lot of gatherings of people are on hold and honey, let's get this moving. I don't know. We're just doing our best right now. Here's a here you made me think of a good pro tip for your girls, for your honeys. Yeah. Um, yes. which is so funny because I say that so much too. You and I were like friends before we ever met, clearly. But um when Whenever you're feeling kind of down and I know that, you know, I clearly am not the only person who has ups and downs during this because I'll post an Instagram about it and 200 people will be like, yeah, me too today. You know, so I, I know that this is something that a lot of us are experiencing, but music is such a good tool. Just putting on your favorite songs like you know, I was totally mind fucking myself. Can I say that on here? Um, I was totally mind fucking myself on my drive back from, um, from I was in Florida and we flew to Philly and then I drove to back to Columbus where I'm hiding out right now. But, um, thinking about how, you know, a bunch of my events for, I was so looking forward to performing again. And I was thinking about how some of them are being moved and, I just decided, okay, I'm going to put on my, now that's what I call quarantine playlist. Just FYI, I made that before Chrissy Teigen did. She then copied me. (laughs) Um, But that is like such feel good vibes of just like oldies, like hip hop and R&B from the 90s, early 2000s. Like you cannot be pissed off when you're hearing it. (laughs) So... So it works. It really works. I am so excited. I'm going to put it on uh, on my drive today Uh, because, you know, (laughs) I have such a hard time DJing for myself. I call it iPod God. I'm like, just put it on random. I can't have this pressure. So (laughs) I need that. I need that in my life. That's funny. So you know what? I have a hack for that, too. You're not the only person who's told me that they feel like it's a, it's pressure when they're DJing for other people. For me, it's like a joy. I'm like, I get to shine because like, yes, I know that I like, love that. Well, I know that like music is a spiritual gift of mine, right? Like you have spiritual yes. gifts. Yours is definitely talking and comedy and connecting with people. Right. And mine yes. is definitely DJing and probably connecting with people, too. But um, and sucking dick for me, too damn well I would like you to impart some of that (laughs) wisdom on me because that has never been one of my strong points I'll just be real with you guys (laughs) I've gotten feedback that I'm a I'm a I'm a BC student in the sucking dick area (laughs) no I probably am too I was just trying to be funny (laughs) but you're engaged okay honey what did Cardi say in the new somebody somebody turned it around she's like it's not my job that got me this ring (laughs) I mean, I, that is honestly my anthem. Like that song is so powerful to me. Um, and, and you know what? I related to a lot of it. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, we did a whole episode on Sup Babe about WAP and just other like female celebrities taking on these big, you know, sex positivity roles. Even just Gwyneth Paltrow did a whole episode in her Goop documentary on Netflix about like sex education. I loved that episode. Oh my God, me too. I like learned so much though. And I don't even consider myself uneducated when it comes to female, I want to call it sex, not reproductive organs. Because that's a whole misnomer anyway, if we're only talking about our organs as reproduction. Just kind of thwarts the pleasure in it. <laughs> yes. I uh I have mixed feelings about Gwyneth and Goop and all that. I kind of I'm in the mood of like I take it with a grain of salt. I don't like pray to it, but I also don't completely reject it. I think it's there and it's interesting and whatever, but I watched that episode and that episode alone and I don't regret it and I think every person would find it educational. I've said sure. it on here before. I said if you're going to watch Goop Lab, watch that damn pussy episode. It's like the third episode, right? Just it's like like I forget what it's called, like educating your <laughs> yeah, yeah. I highly recommend it to everyone. I made my I made Ben watch it. I was like, sit your ass down and watch his pussy documentary. 
<laughs> Everybody needs to watch this. <laughs> and then, no, they, they did. Did you see that episode on Too Hot to Handle? I mean, everybody watched that, right? Where they like took mirrors in those little wooden stalls and they were like getting to know themselves. If you haven't done that, I recommend doing that. You should just have done that. Yeah. I mean, I've caught in a couple angles of myself semi recently and I was like, oh, wow, I didn't realize it was that long. <laughs> you know, you're like, always learning something is, new. These are things that are beautiful and helpful. For sure. Um, I didn't mean to go off on this. I don't mind it. but uh, <laughs> I took you on a tangent. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I wanted to ask you, do you know what your Myers-Briggs is? I haven't done that in a while. Someone recently asked me that. I know it's extrovert. I, fr- I mean, I feel like Audie. we're the same. That's why I asked because I'm are yours? ENFP. 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 Let me, let me see if I can find it because usually I'm like, really organized and I try to save stuff like this and I thought I took it and saved it on my computer I can't find it but I'll have to get back to you on that but I think we're yeah similar. please do for, for some reason it's uh extrovert intuitive feeling perception um, that sounds like me <laughs> yeah but you might be one off which is what my fiance is too um, you might be him especially if you're really organized I am not organized oh I'm super um, organized I'm type a. yeah I love that. So is Ben. I, it, I it's so beautiful. It, it's it's a great balance to live with a person who's like that because then like he will he'll be so stressed out by my mess that he'll just clean up my shit for me and I'm like yes look Ooh. how good my area looks you know as long as I he's not resenting you then that works no he isn't as far as I know okay good I told him I'm like I'm really I'm so good like there had to be something wrong with me you know what <laughs> I mean like I you know so he seems fine with it for now. How long have you guys I'm been trying. together? Can we like know uh, more about not this? Not that long, like a little over a year and a half, a year and a half ish. Yeah. Not even a year and a half probably, but Are we're you... older. We're trying to move it along, you know? I, I mean, I feel you and I hope that it works that way for me too. I was saying, I just, yes, it will, it will. When it's the right, per- I mean, I was, so I was, I thought on the track to get engaged, we broke up a week before quarantine and then we're stuck together for a couple months because we were living together, yes. which that is a weird thing. And I know that like. When I posted that too, other people came out of the woodwork, like people I didn't know that followed me that were like, oh my God, I'm quarantined with my ex too. Like any tips, I'm dying, you know? Yeah. It's not fucking easy, honey. Well, just for full transparency, I was married. So I'm happy that this happened now and not back then because like it would not have gone well. (laughs) It's like, you know what I mean? So we are resilient queens and- you know, that was meant to happen. You are going to rise and then you will have a perspective and you'll go, oh, I'm so glad that didn't happen because this is it, honey. You know what I mean? So that's my advice to all honeys out there that are stuck uh, quarantining with somebody (laughs) that (laughs) they don't want to be with anymore. Don't worry. You're going to be okay. So I was reading about this. Obviously, dating is just a hot topic for me because I'm so fucking single and so stuck in the house. Um, and in the beginning of quarantine, everyone was talking about this trend of turbo dating where people were like, like relationships were moving super quickly because of our circumstances in quarantine. Like if you met somebody on an app, you went on like a park date, it went well, the second or third one you decided to like be exclusive so that you could make a COVID bubble, right? People were calling them COVID bubbles. And then... People were like, I mean, I know a a person or two who's like moved in together during like people are moving fast. Like one of my friends is now deciding to move to Cayman for the winter together. And I mean, they just started dating. So I think like that's turbo dating, right? Is like it's moving super fast. And then recently I read an article that said that like turbo dating's out and now everybody's breaking up. Oh, so that didn't work out, huh? Shocker. Well, not I guess like not everybody, right? But they're like, now we're hitting that phase of the pandemic where like a bunch of people tried it. Maybe some survived, right. but then a lot of them are breaking up. But that would be good if like new single guys were coming That's into the true. aura from this baby girl over here, you know? You know what? Put it out there. Put it out there. Are I'm you gonna. on Raya? Am I what? I So I used to have it and I deleted it. I deleted everything yeah. when I got into my last serious relationship. And then I don't, I never had much luck on Raya. Why? Is that where you guys met? No way. I've never met anyone for, like who's told me they met on Raya. Are you kidding? I have so many friends who have met their husbands on Raya. 
Okay, should I go back on? Yes. <laughs> and you're a DJ, so you got to pick the best song ever. And guess what Ben's song was? Guess what, what Ben's song was? Whitney Houston, How Will I Know? Oh, that's great. I mean, I mean, yeah, that says a lot about his personality. He's like, chill, let's break Ben down. So Ben is like, <laughs> Ben's willing to let loose. Ben, he's not scared of nobody, okay? I think Ben, he has a funny side to him. Even though he might be type A and organized, he's got a sense of humor. And even when he's stressed, he can like let that humor, he can lead with the humor. Am I right about Ben? Yes, I'll take really? all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'll take all that. Okay, wait, how good is that? That's I just drew that from Ben's one song in his profile. I'm telling you. Okay, hold on. Do my song real quick. Okay, so what's your... So, oh, my God, so my now I'm just song. reading people. Should I do this on my podcast? <laughs> yes, you should. Oh, my God, of course you should. Oh Download Raya. Get back on it. Don't show the guy. Don't say their name. Just play the song and they go, okay, based on the song, I'm thinking this guy is this, this guy is that, this person is this, this woman is that, like whatever. That's amazing. I didn't know I was as, like, I knew I could do this, but like, it's like really natural. It's for me. Okay, of course, what's your well, song? You know, you know all about music, you know, and you know the songs that what they represent, what they inform. I think this is fascinating. Do me real quick and then I'll get back on track. Yeah. My Raya song was Sugar We're Going Down by fallout boy i don't know if you're as familiar with like the pop punk genre yeah it's not so much my genre but i can tell you what it does say about you is you you are una you're unapologetic about who you are you're unique and you own that you are different you're not a mainstream kind of person you don't follow the crowd you lead the crowd honey you nailed it <laughs> That's right. Crowd, come with me, honey. <laughs> come with Get me. behind me. <laughs> Honeys, come with this. What do, what do you always say? You're, it's the niche influencer over 30. It's, I'm yes. there too. Hello. <laughs> honey, we need to get, oh my God. I'm going to get some of your headphones, your Rose Rockers, and I'm going to put over 30 niche influencer <laughs> across them. So like when they do so like funny. the drone shots of the party, you can see like it see down. That. Over yes. 30. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God, I'm getting We're it. We're bringing over 30 back. We are. I mean, this is the place to be. <laughs> it's the place to be right now. We should get to beauty talk. Mm -hmm. DJ Rose. Okay. I'm curious for like when you do your events, when you're behind the computer versus regular life, how big of a difference is there in your look and like your makeup look and your glam? So the difference is the amount of minutes that I'm willing to spend on it, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Just because I think for me, everything is a function of like productivity. So like, is yep. this amount of, if, or if I spend an extra 20 minutes on my makeup, is it going to make a, a massive difference if, in my daily life? No. If I'm at an event, if there's Vogue and Women's Wear Daily and a bunch of magazines at that event, hell yes, it's going to make a difference on what I look like when they take that photo that I don't know what happens. Sometimes I'm like, I look great. Sometimes I'm like, did they make me look worse in that photo? <laughs> like what? Um, so I, you know, what's funny is I never was that girl who wore a lot of makeup. I think you can tell from my photos and by just looking at me right now, like I like a strong contour. I like to highlight my natural eyebrows and fan them out. Like, kind of like the Instagram look, you know? The brows are on point. Thank you, honey. I appreciate that. Um, I like a long lash. Um, I like a full lip, but that all that takes is for me to just outline my natural lips and see, this baby was born with DSL. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. That'll sh that should at least get you a B. I know. I think yeah. That's why I think I got like an average mark because then the re yeah. the rest of the technique is lost on me. Like I just, I think I have a little tiny like a little mouth, so my throat is comes too soon or something. I Interesting. I, I don't know. You'd if think it's, they would enjoy that a feeling of filling up the whole space. I think the problem is that I don't enjoy it, and I'm and I yes. I may or may not make vomit sounds you know i understand that <laughs> yes i completely understand that i i get i'm here i'm here with you yeah never had this conversation on a podcast before <laughs> but i'm feeling empowered by it <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so makeup look. So my number one go to for like to, to brighten up my mood to glow up a little is just highlighter. Like yeah. a bronzer and a like if I don't have time to do anything, it literally takes one second to put some bronzer in the right place right under your cheekbones and then to put the highlighter right over it on top of your cheekbones, blend them together and it takes two minutes and you're out the door. Now, for me, my beauty routine was very, um, like, pre-handled for all my gigs and performances. So, for instance, I learned how to do my makeup from makeup artists doing my makeup. Like, and yeah, now I'm realizing, smart. wow, there's tutorials on fucking everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, why didn't I just, like, learn some of this sooner? But whatever. Here we are, over 30. Um, that's true and it's looking good it's been looking good for a few for a couple of years now so it's fine but I have always worn fake eyelashes and have always had my nail you know had nail extensions or had my nails done in gel um I have always had the ability to get a bunch of facials I have a client that does facials and so I would always go in there and quarantine is you know I've gotten my hair done once a week like, wow. you know, and well, I, I had a partner that was a hair salon and I would do playlists for them and we would trade. So and, you know, so a lot of this was me just offering a trade of services. To, like, we love a barter. Yeah. Yes, we love that. honey. Exactly. And like and also those partnerships are good, too. Right. Because you can meet other people through them and whatnot. So for me, this has been such a an experience in going back to back au naturel if you will, you know, like I have mm -hmm. no eyelashes on. I have, so I did, my friend did my nails in gel, but I, they're not long because they broke recently and I had to cut them off. Um, I was, I used to have long, pretty nails, but I'm getting used to this. I have to do mascara or you can't see my lashes just because they go straight, unfortunately. So that's why I liked the extensions because they pop, they pop them up. And I have gotten used to my natural curl. And I, I did learn in quarantine for any girls that have kind of an unruly thick curl that if you sleep in your braids with your hair wet and put a little curl spray in it or mousse, whatever works to tame your mane, that will come out with like a really nice, um, more uniform curl. Whereas before, like the top would be less curly than the bottom. And so that was always kind of an insecurity for me. Like, I think a lot of girls have told me that, you know, learning how to handle their curly hair was a struggle right. for them. And that was totally the case for me. So honestly, I just ignored it. And I just got it done every week, which now I like it now that I've learned to fall back in love with the naturalness of it and how to work with it. Wow. So when you would get your hair done every week, you'd get it blown out? Yeah. Yeah. I've had so many guests on Nash Butte uh, recently tell me that their curl patterns are um, irregular. Like certain parts of their hair have a different curl pattern than the rest. Yep. Same. That's it. That so was what mine were like. And it was it was yeah. like the top would be less curly and the bottom would be really curly. And so it just didn't like I'd have to curl the top then. I mean, there were there was all, like... But the braid thing, I mean, you can see now, doesn't it look uniform? Yes. It works. I and mean, this is no heat. Wow. Because, you, you know, I have a, a question for you. It says, hair care, you have fab hair. All the photos I've seen of you, I'm like, damn, her hair looks so glossy and, like, gorge. And, like, so I figured you had either you're blessed with a good DNA, which you are, but also that you, like, had some kind of routine down with the hair. I'm Italian, okay? So first mm -hmm. of all, so that is, part of it is DNA, right? Like you said, everybody in my family, you can look at all of my cousins in a lineup. You can tell we're all cousins because we all look alike and everybody's yeah. got that good hair. But guess what? That good hair also shows up on your arms too. So don't be too jealous. <laughs> but um, the and, but also I do believe in doing hair masks in the shower. Mm -hmm. I think deep conditioning, get you know, look, getting regular haircuts is hard right now. So that's a problem. But I think, you know, even when I would get my hair blown out, I would have them do a deep conditioning mask before doing it. And I would use heat protecting products. I think that's really important that your styling tools are better for your hair. But the biggest thing that I think is a difference between my hair and other girls hairs that, you know, other girls, that sounds weird, other girls hairs, other girl who, girls who are trying to grow long hair. I've never once, not once ever dyed my hair. Not once. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's impressive. So I think that makes... I have done like a hair... Um 
a relaxer treatment. I only did keratin like once and then I've done a natural relaxer a couple of times. I don't do it anymore, obviously, because where the fuck am I going to get that right now? Is that is that an essential item? <laughs> Probably not worth the COVID. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, literally, that's how I think about everything, right? I'm like, should yes, I get everything this is a risk now. <laughs> everything is a risk now. So you have to be very like strategic about what you want to do. And yes, exactly. And like, I'd so rather wait, have okay. groceries than a manicure. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Oh, yeah. So you've never, so you don't have grays? I don't. I'm fortunate. You know what's so crazy, though? My little sister does, and she's like three and a half years younger, but she's a surgeon. And mm-hmm. I mean, yes, entrepreneurship life has been stressful. And right now it certainly really sucks. Let's just be real. Like I miss performing so much. DJ Rose like really wants to come out and shine and rile a party up. But, you know, it's just more time to to get back to Nicole, I guess. You're so lucky. I have the grays are coming for me coming for me and if it wasn't I do color my hair because I have dark brown hair and I've been coloring my hair red for 23 years why is that how Um, did you like how did you pick red because my hair is very auburn and I never would have like picked it but it's it's cool yeah you pretty much have the color that I try to achieve right that's why I'm uh, trying to understand (laughs) well I, I I think it was when I first saw Little Mermaid I mean I was like four and I was like that's me Right? You, I was you like, identified with Ariel. That was me. And then when my so-called life came out, the the first scene in my so-called life is Claire Danes coloring her hair like purpley '90s red. You know, yeah. And that was the first scene of the show. And I was like, "Yep, yep. That's that's what I want to do too." And it just became like what I just what I uh, identify as. It's like that's it. That's me. So I am a redhead. I just have brown hair. So I have to make sure it's red. I have toned it down. It is more of like a natural red. I used to do like ketchup red, but that's very hard on your hair. For sure. But you know what? If it wasn't for these damn grays, I'm telling you, the grays are coming for me. But did you ever want? Did you ever wear your natural color? It sounds like you've always done this auburn color. I went. I went. I went back a couple times. There are some funny headshots. You know, I did a couple trial runs of the brown. Um, I've been super blonde. You know, I've done a few moments. When I first moved to L.A., I used to pretend I was Misha Barton. And so I was like getting my hair like highlighted like her. That This ages me. But I already told you about seeing <laughs> Nelly and his grill hitting the sun in 2006. But wait, who wasn't so it obsessed with her back in her heyday? Oh, I yeah, mean, she was gorgeous. Everything. Oh, my gosh. I know. Her hair was just really good. But anyway... I don't know. The grays are coming for me. So I have to color my hair or I just let it go. But it's in the stage where it's not so gray because part of me is like if it went if I went all gray, I would just bleach it all light and then maybe do like an overtone of a color. Mm -hmm. But I've always secretly wanted to go blonde. Yeah. I don't know what that would look like, though. Well, with on virgin hair. Damn, that would be a crazy experiment. That would be weird. For sure. What if it I just would. did my tips? Just the tip. Yeah. Just do the tip. That I know I have so many friends who have been taking their quarantine hair into their own hands. Really? I have a friend who did her hair all blue and she just had dark brown hair and she was like, "How do I do it?" I'm like, "Go on YouTube. There's somebody." <laughs> I mean, YouTube will teach you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you just have to go in knowing you might fuck up your hair and you might look stupid and you just have to deal with it if that happens, you know, but I feel like I got plenty that I could just cut off. Right. Yes. If- you could definitely if you wanted to fuck with the ends. And then if I mean, that's an all natural, huh? You have yeah. like natural highlights. I know it's. It's weird. You're Everyone always is like on Instagram, people will be like, did you dye your hair? 
because every my hair looks different in different photos and it's almost like a weird insecurity where I get defensive about it now. I'm like, no, I've never dyed my hair. And people are like, calm down. You know? It's like, why do we get defensive about the weirdest things? But that's like, no, I think that is definitely like a status symbol. Like I, if I had never colored my hair before, it would be in my Twitter bio. It would be like Jackie <laughs> comedian, Jose Nashville. I've never colored my hair. Like it would be like a defiant feature of my life. So I think that's so cool. That's hilarious. Okay, maybe I'll add it to one of my bios. Should I put it in my? I mean, media maybe kit? she's born with it. You know what I mean? I think it's beautiful, and I think embracing what you have naturally is honestly like the place to be. That's where we should all be. Thank um, you. I don't know exactly what it is. Is it society? Is it the media? that always tells us that whatever we have isn't good enough. So that's why we want, like all my friends with big boobs, wish they had little boobs. All my friends with little boobs, wish they had big boobs. All my friends with curly hair, wish they had straight hair. All my friends with straight hair, wish they had curly hair. It's like, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous to embrace what you've been given already and not want something else. I think the grass is greener. It's a, it's, it's a thing. Unfortunately, society ingrains this in young women at such a young age that we are not even aware of the fact that we have an always better, always different, always, you know, you know, grass is always greener mentality until you really start to ask yourself, you know, you have to recognize like, and I, I would say that our biggest, like the biggest villain in this attitude is Instagram. It's propagating and it's not Instagram's fault necessarily, but what, what goes viral on the platform, girls with plastic surgery and huge boobs and skinny little waists, which by the way, nobody's waist is that small. I'm sorry. Like everybody's taking their waist in. I'm telling you, they are. Uh, they definitely are. I remember I was at this party uh, last year and there was a woman and it was it was crazy. She came to this party. It was like a skincare event. She didn't talk to anyone. She was with a friend. All she did was take photos acting like she was having fun. It was like she grabbed a drink and just posed for hours, walking around the party, different backdrops, and then left. I'm like, she didn't even have a good time. It was just there to like act like she was having fun to project this image on her Instagram. And then we found her. And when I saw the photos she put up, they were very different than how she looked in real life. Yeah. And I was just like, this is, this is what has happened. Like we are perpetuating this false identity. And, and I feel it on myself. Like, like I see a photo and I'm like, I want that. I want that. For sure. And I have to like really check myself as a th- over 30 niche influencer. I have to like really check myself. I love that. I'm sorry. I just can't take you seriously when you say that. But but you're making such a valid point, though. I'm sorry to laugh at your totally. No, that's the whole mood of Natch Butte. Serious <laughs> point and then undercut it. You I, know? I, do that's this, the whole mood. I do the same thing. And I think it's I love, by the way, that you guys are self-care and comedy. And we try to do a similar thing on Subby because the mm-hmm. world is just too fucking serious, especially right now. The beauty space needs a laugh. It's really For sure. It can get really ridiculous sometimes and so that's kind of my whole mood you know what you gotta know do you know pretty connected laura udonlan no well remind me i'd be happy to make an intro i love girls supporting girls she's a really cool chick um she's big in the beauty space she makes these really dope gold mask chains which has oh, like nice. improved my life a lot <laughs> in COVID. Who knew? Yes. Like mask accessories are, are a business right now. But that's smart because I leave the house sometimes. And I'm like, motherfucker, I forgot my mask. You know, right. like, but if it's chained to your body, around my wrist. You know, like I, I it's, that's a really good idea. I'm telling you, women, we are resilient and we thrive under you know extraneous circumstances. So there you go. That's a that's an example of a woman thriving right now. Yeah, and I love it. She's smart. She had products similar to that before that were just being used for different things and they pivoted. But anyway, check her out. It's pretty connected. I'd love to loop you guys that I think you guys and she's a big beauty influencer. So I think you guys would have like she'd have even more to say on her routine than me. I'm I'm a routine queen and I kind of stick to the same thing. I really do like natural beauty. And I think the trend of everybody being so fucking fake on Instagram makes me want to be more natural, even though that I have those moments where I'm like, should I get the nose job? Like, do you do that at 33? Then I'm just like, okay, calm down, bitch. That's not really you talking. You don't really need a nose job. Nobody probably thinks that. 
<laughs> that would be excessive. And you, sh- your, our role, especially for you too, Jackie, is to be role models that are okay with being natural, that are okay with being who we are, because the world doesn't yes. have enough of that right now. Yes, I'm done. And I hope mic drop. I'm done. <laughs> drop that mic. Are we drop over? it down. <laughs> drop it. I agree 100. percent And um, <clears throat> and 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 I hear that, and and I'm with you on that. Awesome. I mean, I do want to ask you one last question. I'm here because for it. you. I just saw on your Instagram that you posted about the importance of a vacation. This has been coming up on Nashville lately. Obviously, like traveling right now, you know, not going to happen as much. But you said, DM me if you want some safe travel tips. And I said, oh, DM me. No, sweetie, you're going to tell us right now. <laughs> what what tips do you have? Tell us. So we did we did a blog post on this. I'd be happy to share that, too. And it's probably out of date now, though, because everything, cha- you know, that was two months ago and everything right. is changing at a lightning pace right now. Um, but... So the the first thing that we did, and I have other friends doing this for upcoming trips, is we all took COVID tests prior to the trip. Mm-hmm. So, and then we left very shortly after that, and everybody agreed to sort of be really um, proper in their quarantine prior right. to leaving. So when we got on a plane together, we could all hug, we could all hang out, we could all, yes. you know, because nobody was concerned, nobody had COVID in our group. So in our house, not a single person had COVID. Everybody saw everybody's test results. It was very transparent. Um, And then everybody quarantined after their test. So that I think that's like super important. Um, I have other friends that are doing that for their group trips. They're now going to do this where everybody takes a test and they're, they're starting to produce these rapid saliva tests that are like, you know, you get results pretty quickly. I don't know if they're available for purchase yet, but when that goes live that's going to be a game changer yes you know because imagine what if we could just test ourselves before i went to an event then we could have the event we could test people as we as they walk in the door anybody's got covid <laughs> take a hike you know right um there's so much COVID, more you can't sit with us <laughs> right i know god it feels mean but like it's not it's survival you know um what's scary too and i don't i don't know if you've read this it's not talked about so much but everybody's a doctor in my entire family. I know we sort of talked about that briefly, but um, my mom is is in the hospital. She's a neurologist. She's treating COVID patients that are having wow. lasting reoccurring neurologic issues, strokes, et cetera. And there's a new study that came out last weekend. I believe it was on CNN, but we could find it if people are curious, but that said um, young people are even seeing an enlarged heart. And we knew there was potential mm. lung damage. That was already known. So it's kind of scary. You know, when you get the flu, you don't think like, I'm fucked after this. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. But with COVID, there honestly can be lasting implications. So I think that's going back to your question about safe travel. Every decision that you make is a choice. So, you know, you did you took a plane from the West Coast to the East Coast, like kudos, because I have not been on a commercial flight yet. Not saying that I won't. I just haven't yet. But I am going to use your shield um, situation. That was a good pro tip. I like made a mental note of that for my whenever my plane travel is. But um, what I do is I think about like, you know, Airbnbs right now are safer than hotels. Okay, that just is a fact because you can have a contactless visit. People aren't coming in and out. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have housekeeping come in. You can do your own cleaning. If you do have a housekeeper, you should ask that they wear a mask. Um, You know, I think road trips are the safest thing right now. And that way, when you get to your destination, then you're not constantly Ubering around and you have transportation. So if you have the ability to do a road trip, you have a buddy who can do a road trip with you. That is a really safe bet. Um, you know, I mean, I didn't feel like we were at, we were in any risk on our trip, but, and, but we went to Florida, which is a hotbed. So we didn't, so then we made a decision as a group. And another part of this is like, make all your decisions as a group. So people are comfortable, set expectations in advance if you're doing a group house so that everybody's on the same page. And if people don't like it, they don't have to come, you know? Right. Um, but we made decisions as a group that we would not go to CVS, that we would not eat at restaurants that were, did not have outdoor seating. That we, you know, so everybody was taking the same safety precautions and we had a couple people that were higher risk in our group. So I feel good about that. Obviously, you know, I'm here and I'm good. So right. no, co- no, no dry cough yet. 
Knock on wood. I mean, it's been a while, so I think I'm okay. Like, I barely, when you do rest stops at a gas station, like, you don't have, when you, you know, go get food, you can go through a drive through Like, you really, if you're doing a road trip, you don't really have to have contact. You know? I mean, I've seen friends um, post about, like, buying toilet, like, little camping toilets on the internet and, like, pissing in their cars. Not while <laughs> driving, obviously, but, like... I have friends that are really that's that's kind of next level. Although I will be yeah, yeah. fully honest with you, on my way back on Thursday, it was eleven at night. It was pouring rain. I stopped at a gas station that was closed. I didn't know where the next open was. I hadn't peed in five hours, and I was very heavily considering peeing on the side of the road. And then I was like, "What if if I get?" a ticket for this and someone gets wind of this it'll be in the news and like (laughs) after last year when I had a stalker who like raped my apartment like I just don't need another like weird fucking story maybe DJ Rosé arrested for public urination (laughs) that would just be such a bad look I can't even imagine so I didn't do it only because I didn't want to get caught. That's not the right reason to not do something, but I just don't think peeing outside is like that big of a deal. But, you know, not on a street behind a corner, somewhere private. But yeah, I found a bathroom and I made it home okay. (laughs) Thank goodness. I'm telling you, uh, everybody be safe. We probably are going to road trip like, I don't even know, obviously for like holiday stuff, but, you know, we might go to Texas for the election. Um, my, my fiance does like voter vote, vote like anti-voter suppression work. And, you know, he's, he's like, we're going to go to Texas and, and help people stand in line to vote and like, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, then we're driving. Cause I ain't flying again. Like once I get back to LA, I am not leaving. I'm t- I, it was oh, terrifying to be on that plane. Yeah. It was terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And, I think I'd be worried the whole time. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, they're doing everything they can. And as far as I know, we did not get sick. Um, right. but again, I'm not saying to fly guys. I'm not saying to fly. It was scary. And you know, it was well, and intense. You, you did it for like for a long term trip. I think if you're going to fly, make a decision that you want to be somewhere for a month or two. Well, we relocated essentially. Yeah, <laughs> it was very far. I went across the country. If we had just gone like upstate or something, we would have driven yeah. for sure. Texas is a very long uh, drive and I swore I would never do it again. But you know what? We'll see. Do you do you it think might you happen. might not be able to stay in L.A.? What neighborhood is it again? Uh, I live in Hancock Park. Okay, so you think you won't be able to kind of stay there for COVID? I mean, who knows? L.A. got really bad. That's yeah. why we di- we didn't go back. We were like, we kept seeing the news. They were like, L.A. has the highest cases in the world, and we're like, cool, bye. Yeah, no, you have. I mean, you kind of have to sit in, in your apartment, and that's why I haven't yes. gone back to New York yet because New York is below one percent in new in terms of new infections right now. However. The director of the CDC, I mean, not to scare people, like, we will get end on a positive note after this, but he was on CNN on Saturday being like, America better brace itself for a really aggressive fall and winter, you know? So then I'm like, why am I going to go rent a 600 square foot apartment in New York when I'm probably going to sit in that damn thing the entire next six months? Hell no. Yeah. You know what? Everybody just do your best out there and and try to keep your sanity because it's stressful and scary and we're all alone but we're all in this together and it's just a really what's the word they always use on the uncertain times all the commercials (laughs) these uncertain times I'm like yeah no shit yeah Yeah, no shit it's uncertain motherfucker yeah (laughs) yeah man Okay, I want to end on a positive. Tell me about your beautiful headphones and your company, why you started it, and then just tell us all your plugs because we need to keep up with you. We want to hear your playlist. Just tell us everything. For sure. So um, Rosé Rockers is our headphone company. I'm wearing them now. Uh, A lot of them, that's really the first headphone that's truly made to fit a woman's head. Um, and I think that's what's certainly very unique about us is that you can shake, you can rock, you can do what jump up and down. These are not going to fall off. They're for your active lifestyle with a side of style. Um, so they have, you know, our new products have leather top knots, um, on the top. 
with matte sides. Our older products have flowers all around them. So it looks kind of like a the Snapchat flower crown filter, but in real life. Yes. <laughs> but don't you have a vegan one? Yeah, these are the vegan leather ones. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I Very forget cute. that they're, they look honestly just like leather. So I forget that they're yes. vegan leather. But yes, we try to be friendly in the way that we make our products, um, which is also not always easy working with China. But we are we haven't launched this product fully yet because COVID hit in the middle and disrupted our distribution. So we're on hold. We are still taking orders from our through our website at roserockers.com. It's just roserockers.com. Um, and those orders keep us in business till we can put our new products up. So that's what's going on. I mean, on. they're really cute in person. And let me just tell you, these are, um, I don't even know what these are. These headphones were hand-me-down from my fiance. They're uncomfortable as fuck. They're stereo they're uncomfortable headphones. uncomfortable as fuck. Okay, so yeah, those are I mean, on-ear he- headphones, and they're too big mm-hmm. for your face. I mean, that's yeah, why you need yeah. rosé rockers. Oh yeah, I'm getting. I want that vegan pair. I know when I have when I have ones to send out, I'd be happy to send you one. But we're just, COVID has really hit me from every yes. angle. <laughs> I hear you. I mean, I'll get a flower set. I, it'd be great for all my zooms. Like, yes, honey, look at me, flower child, rocking my Zoom meeting. You know, because I need mine for work. I need mine for my um, podcast. You so, wear them every yeah. day. Okay, well, just keep remind me when I go to, next time I hit the. The UPS, once again, trying to limit my contact, but yes. I will get you a pair, get you a flower crown pair out. Oh my God, I cannot wait. Tell <laughs> us where we can find you on the internet. And again, I want to hear your Spotify. Where do we find this playlist? Because I'm about to, as you know, I'm about to hightail it back to Maryland and I need some music. Oh yeah. And it's best to like follow DJs. Like you can just follow playlists and then everything's curated for you and your Spotify and then you don't have any of that stress, right? So my Spotify is Nicole R. Stillings which my real name is Nicole Rose Stilling. So it's just Nicole R. Stillings, which is so long. And I've literally been talking to them about changing it. And they're like, there's literally no way to do this. And this has been, we just have so many people on it that we haven't changed it. So you yes. have to just go back to the throwback handle. Um, my Instagram is DJ Nicole Rose. Um, you can find us at Sub Babe Pod on Instagram too on our podcast. And Jackie, you're about to hear me on there, yeah. so get excited. We're doing a swap. I was just gonna say we're gonna talk about all different things, so you have to listen yes. to both. I'm bringing my makeup bag. I'm going to go get it in a minute, and uh, I'm going to dig. We're going to do a whole ASMR. It's going to be great. Okay, cool, because we have so many questions for you because I, like you know, I'm not. I'm a. I'm more of a natural kind of beauty person, and I don't know. I would love more tools to accentuate that, so we have questions for you. I mean, I'm you. here. I'm going to get out my beauty blender, like my 17 concealers. It's going to be a journey. <laughs> Perfect. I'm literally taking notes. I have. I, I have. I need like under eye help like no other right now i've got you on that i've been watching a lot of youtubes perfect this is what it's like being an over 30 niche influencer <laughs> dj rose this has been an absolute pleasure i cannot wait to talk to you on the sup babe pod which we are spoiler alert recording right after this uh thank you again for being here you are a gem and i'm 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 hoping that any minute now you know you can return to the work that drives the passion of your life because I see that and I want all artists to be able to perform and do their thing again. And that's such a painful time right now that's happening that so many people can't do that. So honey, we're doing it. Okay. Everybody listen to Nicole, be safe, wear your masks, do everything we're supposed to be doing. And let's all collectively try to fucking help. Right. Am I crazy? Yeah. (laughs) You deserve to be happy. You deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. Don't forget to cream that neck and keep your fringe fresh. Star Avenue, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.